Welcome to the St. James Parish Podcast. Enjoy sermons, lectures, and special presentations from St. James Episcopal Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. Curious about what else St. James has to offer? Visit our website linked in the show notes to learn more. Do you believe in miracles? That was the famous line uttered by longtime sportscaster Al Michaels back in 1980, during the Winter Olympics hockey match between the United States and the Soviet Union. A line so famous that it's known even to those who, like me, weren't yet alive to see it live. It may seem like an exaggeration, Two Olympic-level teams playing one another. Of course, any team could win at that level. But in this case, the deck was not so evenly stacked. It was a talented and highly favored Soviet Union team playing against the lowly United States. A massive underdog. A true modern David versus Goliath matchup of sports. Not even Al Michaels thought the U.S. stood a chance, as he would later admit. Which is why the victory of the U.S. team made it one of the most storied games in all of sports lore. And perhaps even still, the greatest upset in Olympics history. As Al said, I've done a lot of pretty amazing events with classic endings, classic plays during the course of a game, but when I think back, I can feel that. I really can. Can. Whether the result of the game really qualifies as a miracle is another conversation. Maybe it was, but clearly it felt that way to Al Michaels and to so many who watched that game live back in 1980. So much so that it is appropriately known as the miracle on ice. So... As Al Michaels so exuberantly asked all the viewers of that magical game back in 1980, I ask you on this Christmas morning, do you believe in miracles? A miracle is one of those concepts that many self-proclaimed atheists or agnostics, even some of us Christians, struggle with. Because a miracle by its very nature, is something that otherwise should be impossible. And yet, it happens anyway. It defies what we see and know to be possible and true. And the record of God's saving acts and actions throughout history, and even what we believe God does even now in this world, it's all chock full of them. Miracle after miracle. But really, it all began with one miracle, 
a miracle that even the most strident skeptics would acknowledge. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Such was true from the beginning of creation, the universe, and all that is. One massive, miraculous light, so powerful, so uncontainable that it exploded out in all directions, dotting the darkness with lights upon lights, all the way to our own galaxy and sun. Such was true from the foundations of the earth, with the light of the sun giving an essential substance and sustenance for life in all its forms, every living thing, all plants and creatures, all the way down to the smallest cell. Yes, the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Even with maybe a few skeptics for that, it is scientifically true. The first miracle, a miracle that the most ardent skeptics who subscribe to science could not even deny. And yet, despite undeniable proof, I wonder if we still have our doubts. After all, we are no strangers to darkness. And no, I don't mean the darkness of the color wheel. I mean the kind of darkness that overwhelms our news and fills our social media feeds. The kind of darkness that occupies our minds and, and often for good reason. Be it the darkness overshadowing our own communities, our country, or even peoples far away. Since October, we have all been in some way affected by the news of terrorism and violent retaliation that has plunged the Holy Land into darkness. And I know this has been particularly difficult for those who have been to that place before, and even more so for those who have friends, even loved ones that are there now. It's even hard, it's hard for me to see the images and read the news without thinking about my own experience there just a few years ago. In the summer of 2019, I had the opportunity to, to visit the Holy Land for the first time, to see with my own eyes and to touch with my own hands some of the most ancient Christian sites. And any of you who've had the opportunity to do the same know how awe-inspiring it can be. And if you were here last night, you heard how much awe is important. And yet the experience was punctuated by seeing the cultural and political divisions that permeate that area. The result of generations of complex conflict and struggle for this one little slice of land that holds such importance to so many peoples. From the moment that we landed at the airport, the deep-seated divides were obvious with our Israeli taxi driver kicking the Palestinians off the bus, 
And that was just the beginning. The Palestinian teenagers running through a Jewish festival trying to disrupt an otherwise joyous occasion. The Israeli soldiers standing all through the city, ready to act amidst an otherwise regularly peaceful day. Perhaps most jarring of all, the passage through the border wall to get from Jerusalem to Bethlehem and the stories of those who live on the other side of that wall. The fragility of it all on every side was, was eye-opening. A land that was simultaneously so beautiful and yet so conflicted all at the same time. And all the more difficult to see now as the region is engulfed in an even deeper open conflict in which so many innocent lives are at stake and have already been lost. Amidst such deep darkness, even us who are on the other side of the world, here in Wilmington, North Carolina, may question, where is the light in the darkness? Has the darkness finally overcome it? Sure, we're not the first to maybe think such things. After going through the border wall checkpoint into the West Bank, we eventually arrived at the city of Bethlehem. Still to this day, a relatively humble but beautiful town. Like so many of the important Christian sites, churches, and in many cases, beautiful and grand churches have been built on top of these sites. So there in Bethlehem, on top of this cave, sits a beautiful church, likely the oldest continuous site of Christian worship in the world, built under the direction of Emperor Constantine. But the reason it stands there at all, the only reason to build a church there is because of what lies underneath, likely the very cave in which Christ was born. And for as remarkable a site and structure as that church was, ornate, beautiful, all the rest, what is remarkable is just how unremarkable the site of this birth really was. How out of the routine, business, and harshest of conditions, God miraculously acted in the midst of all of it. The most important birth of anyone in history, no offense, and it happened as humbly and lowly as you could possibly imagine. No large gatherings of people, no decorations or strings of lights or trees, if you can imagine. No parade, but one bright star, one great chorus of angels, and one great miracle. And just as it was in the beginning of creation, so it was again. Against all odds, the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. A true Christmas miracle. 
There was another person, an Episcopal priest named Phillips Brooks, who, like me and many others, traveled to see Bethlehem and the place where Jesus was born. And he was so inspired by his experience in 1865 that even three years later, he wrote a poem about it, and he asked his organist to write a tune to go with it on short notice. And, oh, little did he know, these words would be sung not just once, but again and again by Christians everywhere. O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Maybe you are one of those people who count yourself as a natural skeptic. Maybe you often or sometimes struggle to believe in miracles, that most things that seem miraculous actually have a logical explanation. And if so, I can't blame you. Sometimes I'm right there with you. But if the miraculous really happened once, if in the beginning of all creation, a light shined in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it, the evidence of which is all around us, and you and me and everything that is, then who are we to say it couldn't happen again? That a light can't shine in the deepest of darkness, that the greatest light didn't come into this world in the darkest of times and darkest of places, that the same light can't shine even now in the darkest times and darkest of places, even here in this place, even in the same place where even across the world Christ was born. So on this Christmas morning, some 2,000 Christmases after that first, as we celebrate the most improbable and important birth of a Savior. I ask you again that same question that Al Michaels asked all those watching back in 1980. Do you believe in miracles? <laughs>